Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and today we welcome on Zoe Marshall, who's the creator of the Deep Podcast and What Women Want Events. Zoe also worked in the media for 12 years and co-hosted four radio shows, one of them being with her husband, Benji Marshall, and one of her proudest moments in life is becoming a mum to Fox. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without our sponsor, Chili Technology, so let's get started and get Zoe onto our show today. So on March 27th, 2018, somebody in my team alerted me to Zoe Marshall's Instagram post. And Zoe, you were actually having a tough day. And after myself going through postnatal depression, I remembered reaching out through a DM and just double checking that you were doing okay. And from that moment on, I started following your journey. And I just absolutely adored your honesty about your journey being a mum to Fox and also your highs and lows. And mental well-being is something that we all really need to prioritise. And we often struggle to find the time, to be honest. So I'd love to know, you know, what are some simple things that you do to cope with the pressures of being, you know, a high profile working mother? Gosh, I was trying to think of what happened on March 27th, 2018. And then I was like, okay, that was exactly four weeks after Fox was born. Okay. I know where I was. So I think being really honest with oneself is important. And I didn't want to be a mum. I was never maternal. And when I moved into the space of deciding that this was something I wanted to explore, it became very difficult for me. And when I eventually came, became pregnant from an intensive Chinese medicine program, it was kind of dipping into that space of really wanting something uh, and sacrificing. You know, I fasted for two weeks. I mm. uh, had stopped working to kind of manifest and focus on this space of bringing in life, which is the biggest thing we can do as human beings. And when the miracle occurred, which wasn't supposed to ever happen for me, it was very consuming in both positive and fearful ways. But something that happened throughout that journey was I I landed also a TV show and a radio show all at the same time as becoming pregnant. And I don't know if we call it the ego or a part of me that really was desperate to show society that I could do anything. I wanted to prove that I could still work and have a newborn. It was like this bizarre obsession to carry out this task. And when I gave birth, you know, that in itself is is such a monumental thing. And I did not get the gravity of what that did to self, body, soul, etc. that I had committed to my first job four weeks postpartum. And I felt like a real hero, even though I was dying inside, because everyone was kind of gushing over how impressive that was. But I remember calling up my manager and crying and just saying, you know, things are getting too much. I can't go back to the radio this quickly. I can't do the TV. Like all of these things, I just, I'm in too deep. And I'd already signed contracts and things were already rolling. And Mm -hmm. I made myself have very little options. So The radio was incredible. They allowed me to record from Fox's nursery. So I actually didn't need to leave the house for a few months. TV was 
it was actually great. It was a lot because I was breastfeeding. So the days were about 12 hours or maybe 10 hours and then I'd have to go record radio. So the day was quite long, but I'd just pump the whole day. But what happened over time, like I, I found a way to manage the commitments and be there for my child purely breastfeeding, wanting to do everything mm-hmm. for him, wanting to be there through every milestone. But it did take a huge emotional toll and physical toll. So that was bound to happen. I think that happens whether or not you have two jobs as well as a newborn. I think generally women are shocked to see how hard it is because it's so normal. People are popping out kids everywhere and just getting on with it. Mm -hmm. But when you sit with what is actually going on internally, that is a very conflicting space for a woman and very difficult because you are feeling separated from your partner. You're feeling like you are doing everything because (laughs) you are this little mammal's mummy mammal that needs you (laughs) over everything and it's hard to be able to share the load so mentally I made some poor choices through that that impacted my mental health that impacted my physical health actually more than my mental health Um, Mm -hmm. and it took me a year to be able to restructure that sorry that was a very long answer no but it's great because the honesty with these kinds of podcasts I think it just says to other women out there as well is that, hey, it's not always the the happy mum and the happy baby on the front of the magazine. No. And, and when you that, are we did the baby on the magazine thing. And that <laughs> in itself is very difficult because you have 15 people in your house, you've got a newborn baby, your baby needs to sleep and eat, you've got to get these shots. Fox had explosive poo on lovely <laughs> in one of the shots like I've actually got the picture of my face because I can feel it um <laughs> and then what you've done is you've created an overtired baby you are super tired because you've been in hair and makeup the whole thing is like a whirlwind and none of that is portrayed in the shoot none of that is portrayed in the story and I think what is happening and what became very important to me was I can't give an illusion of what birthing and what being a new mum is about, like what a disservice. And I would see these beautiful women on social media with their beautiful, perfectly clothed, perfectly clean children and just say like, and perfect bodies. Like it was just so, Mm -hmm. it was so destructive. And I thought, no, I can't do that. So I'm going to share warts and all. And so I did. And It wasn't a stretch for me because I've always been an oversharer, but I felt like it was needed to share with these this community that things are incredible and how blessed I am to have this healthy baby, but at the same time, it's a struggle. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Chili Technology. Even though winter is here, we still need a cool body core temperature to have great sleep efficiency and deep REM. An easy way to get our body core temp down is by using an Aula from Chili Technology. You just slip it over your mattress, switch it on, set your temperature, and you're away. They even come in singles so you can set your own temperature since partners often like to sleep at different temperatures. To get a great night's sleep and 15% off, head to eqminds.com forward slash podcast and use the code eqminds15 for the Aula system.
So so fast forwarding, and I think that's why so many people, to be honest, are so engaged in your in your socials is because you do share everything and it makes us feel so much more normal and it's so real. And so fast forward a year from giving birth to Fox, yeah. what are simple things you do now, you know, to cope with the pressure of being being the working mum? Do you have things like little strategies you do? Yeah, during the- I take on less, definitely. Like I think the older your baby gets, the harder it gets. We all think the newborn bubble is, and it is, totally consuming. But as soon as they start moving, it, it, it's so much harder. And I don't have him in care. I don't have him at daycare. So I do have a nanny that comes occasionally during the week. But predominantly, I'm a full-time mum that does juggle other things. So what I try and do is practically structure things in. So my husband and I both know what's happening on either day. We try, like we love simple things. So we sometimes date and that date night for us would just be watching Netflix on the couch with, you know, homemade pasta. So that to us is nourishing and beautiful. And we know we're really clear on how to connect. I think our communication is great. I think our understanding of what we need the other person to do to feel supported. So generally, if I've had a full day with Fox and I've already cooked two meals in one day for him. Benj is really great at picking up the ball and cooking us all dinner. And then we'll all sit down together at about five o'clock and eat as a family, which is now really important for me to start bringing in some beautiful family tradition for us. And mental health wise, meditation is key for me. I Look, I'm going to be honest, sometimes if he's gotten up at five and the day starts at five, that's kind of a write-off. But mm-hmm. The integration. You do, your, you do meditation first up in the morning. That's, that's where I do it. And I do it laying down in bed. Like it's not special. Mm-hmm. It's not ritualized. It's literally in bed. I can even put a timer on so I'm aware of where we're going with it. And there's always a practice within that of priming and mm-hmm. visualization towards the end and, and a mass amount of gratitude. So the days that I do miss that, it's still integrated and woven into my life so I can walk around and feel so grateful, like just so constantly grateful for the tiniest things that I get to play with my son, that I get when I walk in the door, if I've gone out somewhere, he runs and gives me big cuddles and big smooches and that I get to have my husband come home at night and we can share a meal, like little things that are the monotony of life I'm really appreciative of because life was horrible for a while. I really don't take that for granted. You know, I know that life ebbs and flows and things shift all the time. So while it is calm and peaceful, I am so blessed and grateful for the magic in the mundane. That is beautiful though because it's really simple things that people can achieve. You know, it's having some structure in your life. It's having a beautiful kind of morning routine that you've got yes. in place. It's a practice of meditation. It's a practice of visualisation, which is so powerful. And then it's a practice of gratitude. And you mentioned around, you know, when you're grateful and start your day with gratitude, you start noticing more of things that you are grateful for. And I think the brain really does hardwire itself with what you're appreciating, kind of appreciates yeah. more size in the brain. So then you just become this constantly grateful person. And it's not like you're saying you need to do these expensive things. No. It's actually free it's really and natural. And I do cool. feel like it becomes magnetic. I do believe mm. that space allows 
fabulous opportunity to find you in whatever world that you're living in. So exciting things filter through because you're in that space of receiving. And I think another pillar is really taking care of self. So choosing Mm -hmm. foods and meals that are beautiful, nourishing and comforting, but also moving my body. I feel really good when I do that. And I hate hardcore exercise, but there's something about, and I've never been a gym goer, but I have been going. And yesterday I was listening to my rap music and I was in the gym skipping and doing my circuits. And I just felt like BDE, like big dick energy. (laughs) I just felt like a, you know, and there's something fun and powerful about that space as well. Like I'm not hippy dippy. Like I always have to be mother earth. Mm -hmm there is different energies that bring out different parts of self, which are really empowering. So if, you know, I had two weeks where I was quite run down, I didn't work out and I could feel that in my sleep and I could feel it in different parts of my life. And then when I went back yesterday, I was like, yes, like I feel alive, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's finding that through everything and also being really conscious to what you don't want your attention on. So whether that's negative conversation, whether that's people on social media that are triggering you to feel small or compare. I think you've done a lot on this space as well. It's you are in control of what you're allowing into your your mind. So um, if I'm watching a bit of Married at First Sight and I know that that show can be toxic, it's like eating a big piece of chocolate cake. It's like how are you going to balance that out? If you want a bit of like a dirty, you know, treat – and I don't, there's no shame in that. Like, I think that, you know, the real housewives and all that, there's a place for all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of balancing it out with the things that you're doing. So how have you been of service that day? Like, what else are you doing to give out to the world? If you're going to have a little bit of, you know, like a, like eat yeah, the chocolate cake, but go for a long walk, watch Married at First Sight, but go do something that is meaningful and purposeful in this life. Because I think the whole thing of becoming a Buddhist monk that lives in a temple is incredible if you have an opportunity to be a Buddhist monk that lives in a temple. But if you are in our society and there are all these things coming at you, how can we create boundaries and flow to allow this to elevate your higher self? I love that, Zoe. And you touched on it just briefly around, because I I know we, we do as well, which is really bizarre sometimes to receive commentary where people and I, I absolutely cannot stand bullying. I'm so, yeah. it really fires me up in such a big way. Yeah. And I know sometimes people will make comments on your socials or have negative comments on your feed. And in our camp at EQ, depending on the magnitude of what that comment is or the DM is, we have a very simple strategy that we literally delete, block, and we just move forward because I do not want to allow that energy into our community. Yeah. Uh, what What do you do? Because <laughs> my you know my is slightly different. So, and I think I know what what you're asking. So, when I have peculiar comments, so this could be about my mothering. It could be about my relationship with my husband. It could be about what I'm wearing or taking a holiday with my husband, my gay husband, that that people get very upset, like, and very, something in them feels very triggered to lash out and project. So generally when I get, it'll be one certain thing. So for example, the holiday with the husband in Singapore, 
people were very upset that I left my husband and traveled with a man. Now, his sexuality or sexual preference didn't come into that. I, I don't understand if they didn't understand he was gay or they didn't care. But because I had a few comments all on the one day, I thought, you know what, this is going, I'm going to magnify this and put this out there to be what it is. So instead mm-hmm. of people sliding into my DMs, I'm going to project it. And what happened was interesting. Everyone came on board to support me, how ridiculous this was. But the other side of this showed me this one troll in particular, we got, I just kept entertaining her. And we got to a point where I said to her, now you've got what you wanted. You've gotten the attention. She goes, that is all I wanted. And that is Mm. all I needed. And I heard her, I heard her in this place of, feeling small, feeling irrelevant, feeling invisible, and not even, she had a kindness to her tone. It was almost not about me. Um, Mm. And she just wanted to be acknowledged in whichever way she could get that acknowledgement. And I get that. That's like a child having a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And underneath that is someone that is, you know, a little boy that is exhausted or overwhelmed or overstimulated that needs a cuddle. And all she needed was for me to say, I see you. And then it diminished. And I feel like the, the lesson within all of that is these people in real life will never, ever approach you face to face and say things like Mm -hmm. people have had opportunity to do that and they'll never do it. They just need to feel that their way is right or they need to feel that you aren't too important for them. You can meet them on their level. So there's something really humane in that. And I mean, I probably have a different way of viewing that. People think I'm an idiot and too compassionate. And Benj is always like, don't give them your energy. But it's also, I'm putting it out there to tell people what I will stand for and what I won't. Mm -hmm. So this behavior and you coming for me like this will never be tolerated. And, you know, it's interesting, like if you look at your statistics, the people that follow you and unfollow you and whatever that that algorithm is on Instagram, I know that the right people, my tribe, the people that get me that I understand back aren't those people, you know, and they all filter out eventually. But some people just follow people to hate on them. That's just the way that it is. And that's evolution, you know, that's self-evolution. And we, we can only meet people where they're at. And they can't, we can't take that personally. And as you were saying before, it's usually a projection out from them and a reflection of what they're going through at that period of time. And it's really we, um, personal. Like I, I, I get that some yeah. people, or if it's their work and, and they go, you know, it's terrible work or you, you were tragic in that or whatever it is, that is difficult. But isn't that also just preference? Like mm-hmm. some people like peaches, Absolutely. some people don't, you know? So I guess I have yeah. a lot of seeing things from a different view. That's really cool. And in our, with us, we're very, we give due diligence, you know, in terms of, we get a lot of different things coming through on our, on our DMs. And I had a, a lady message me, this is a couple of years ago now. And she said, uh, boo hoo to you having a little bit of postnatal depression. Why don't you have a cry and get over it? It's not such a big deal. Right. And I was so hurt by that. And because she doesn't away the pain. Well, I was, I just burst into tears and I went and spoke to Jay and it's like, just darling, go and sit for a little while and do loving kindness, compassion, meditation and try and direct it at that person. Maybe she's going through something and 
And so I did that and then I came back and I came back from a different, completely different lens and I just sent her a message going, wow, she must be really hurting. This is what I was thinking. Yes. And so I sent her a message saying, hey, you know, are you you actually doing okay for you to send me that kind of commentary? It's it's super hurtful to me. It was really huge in my life. It really impacted my family and it made me think, are you actually doing okay today? Like I'm really quite worried about you. I'm sending you lots of positive energy from Gong, and I hope you're okay. Anyway, Zoe, like the message that came back just blew my mind. Like she sadly had lost her son that year who was three months old. So what she was doing was comparing the loss of her child to my postnatal depression, which you just cannot compare the two things. It is so sad. It's incomparable. It's, you can't even, I can't even, it makes me sad even just saying those words of losing her son. And so how this sort of story unfolds is that I got her to see one of my beautiful clinical psychologists in Sydney. I stayed really connected in with her wow. and through her journey. And now she's like one of my biggest fans. She's always commenting on my stuff going, Chelsea, I'm doing the gratitude. And, and I thought, how different that would have been if I had have just blocked and deleted her, you know. Yeah. So, it's- so she actually, it was a cry for help. And I, I feel oh, like we yeah. can't save everybody. That is, no, that's impossible. But I think if you are, if you can, if it's not, if it's something big like that, right, like and you were really called, like you really felt pain through that versus someone goes, oh, my God, life's so tough for you. It's mm. It's a different... I think physical reaction. And I think you mm-hmm. need to follow that gut and and go there's something here I need to investigate and what a beautiful gift that was. Like I knew that the feelings of of trolling towards me having a really fabulous time with my best friend triggered a lot of people and I have to say triggered a lot of mums. And the thing that is what is happening there is society doesn't allow women that are mothers, to be able to have space, to be able to have freedom, to be able to have some time to look inwards and grow. Everything is supposed to be about the child. You lose Mm -hmm. your importance. Like even from the moment you're pregnant, it's never about you. You know, it's the baby going. It's always about the kid. And I think it is very strange for people to look at me and go, oh, she's going to a wellness retreat or she is going to have a phenomenal fun time with her friend because they don't think that they're allowed that. And it doesn't need to even be on that extent. I think I did a post about it that no matter what, we don't grow and thrive as women if we aren't doing things for ourselves. And that has to be a conversation. If that's not a natural part of your relationship or you're not supported in that, that is your responsibility to find a way to communicate within that, whether that's with a third party or together finding a beautiful, vulnerable moment that you say, I need an hour a week. Zoe, that is so important. I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. And for those of you listening, to find out more about Zoe Marshall, go and follow her on Instagram at Zoe B. Marshall. Or go and check out her latest podcast, which is incredible. It's called The Deep. And Zoe also runs events at What Women Want Oz. And I really hope you enjoyed the show today and we look forward to seeing you back here in a week. 
to continue on your calm journey, I really encourage you to download a free ebook on how to live a calmer life. Simply head to eqminds.com to receive your free copy. And if you're in a really good mood, please feel free to give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the podcast and then together we can help other people with their mental health and well-being. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us and we'll see you again in a week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Any advice is not a substitute for medical guidance. Any use of information contained in this podcast is used at the user's own risk.